Hello again, everybody. Uh, we're back with our second interview of three today. Uh, I am John McKellar of the Glasgow Comets from the Baseball Scotland National League. And one half, Paul Capson by Pipes. And I'm Jason Durer, uh, Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer and uh, former president. I'm also known as Bubba and Baseball and I'm the owner of Dugout Classics. And uh, we're joined for our second interview of three tonight by Andrew Herm Hermida. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Now my co-host tells me you like to go by Herm. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to have like like a like a cool name like Madonna. So I, I split <laughs> my my last name in half. So it's easy to remember. Herm it is, my man. Herm it is. Uh, thanks so much again for, for coming on with us. Uh, and I like to start each interview with the same question and close each interview with the same question. And the one I would like to start with is uh, Tell us about your baseball background growing up. Uh, did you play as a youngster growing up? Uh, and if so, to what level did you play? And what positions did you play growing up? Oh, man, that's a great question. I, I played baseball one year, like Little League. I mean, we had like the pitching machine. I guess it was before Little League, whatever that was. There was like the pitching machine and everything. And I, I'm a terrible athlete. Let me just throw that out there right now. So my my one way to really connect with baseball is is through art and to draw. So that's how I kind of find my little niche in the baseball community. But you know, I grew up in New Jersey down the shore. And my dad, my, my grandfather grew up a, a Brooklyn Dodger fan, you know, and then when they left, my dad was born in 57. So when he was like coming into like, liking baseball and such. He, he was that ripe age, 62, to fall right into the Mets. So my dad would go to games and then I always say it's, it's his fault that I'm a Mets fan. So, you know, <laughs> kind of get pulled into it. And then, yeah, we, we've been going, I mean, we get these like 20 game packs and I've been going for, for many, many years. And it's just a fun thing to do, you know, like it's, it's cool to be with your friends and your family and go to the games and it's awesome. Do you have any favourite memories growing up watching the Mets or indeed any other baseball? Do you have a game that sticks out in your mind as your all-time favourite? Uh, I mean, the, the first one that pops into my head, there was, this is a really random one. It was when they were retiring Jackie Robinson's number across the league and Bill Clinton came to Shea Stadium. <laughs> and I remember my dad got tickets last minute because it just sounded, what, what a cool idea, right? To like see the president there and, and the, the nomination. Uh, them retiring the number and everything. So I remember we got down there. We saw Wolf Blitzer from CNN. That was cool. Oh, wow. I guess I, I must have been like 10 years old. I had no idea who he was. I was like, oh, cool. Sound, what a cool name. Wolf, uh, yeah, Wolf Blitzer. Um, see, I, I used to watch CNN quite a bit uh, back when I was a bit younger. I still watched like, television. And I remember seeing Wolf Blitzer's show and I was like, Wolf Blitzer, what kind of mad name is that? Like, He's obviously like, that must be some kind of stage name to protect his identity when he's way doing like field reporting. That's his actual name. He's actually called Will Plus. <laughs> I was absolutely dumbfounded when I found that out. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it sounds like a porno name or something, right? You're like, oh, <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like some kind of action hero stage name, Wolf Blitzer is. The... <laughs> it's almost like his parents lost a bet, you know, when he was born off. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, hey, it's an easy name to remember, just like Kerm, right? You'll be saying it in your sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first ever game that I ever watched live, uh, first Yankee game I ever watched was against the Bets. And it was in 2001, the Sunday night before the 2001 All-Star game. And the starting pitcher matchup was Randy Kiesler for the Yankees and Glendon Rush for the Mets. And so uh, I star-studied the introduction to baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> man those subway series games were so awesome my so my dad and i we did we did not go to the subway series for many years because my dad's a pretty like calm guy and he would those those like dynamics of the fans always brought the worst in them and he was like we're just not going anymore and then like two years ago now that i'm in my 30s i was like dad let me take you and he really enjoyed it again so (laughs) did you are you old enough to remember the 86 series yeah i was i was three years old maybe four at that time so now i was a huge gary carter fan Mm -hmm. you know i wrote i wrote to him you know and i got like an autographed (laughs) <laughs> postcard that hopefully he's autographed it's, it's in my studio over there but uh, i mean like bits and pieces of it as much as somebody that age can remember awesome uh, i will pass over to jason he's going to cover the art side of things and then we'll close up later thanks man cool. awesome thank you i'm looking at the background there is that the cow can box back there oh my god can i move my computer yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I had this, I saw something similar to this online and somebody took a Wheaties box and they like opened it and then cut the, the mat of the frame to sh- right. as the shape of the box. And I was like, oh, that's an, um, amazing because I have all these Wheaties boxes and what am I going to do with them? I can't be putting them up all over the house. They take up so much room. So I, I just did this one the other night and I did a Michael Jordan one, those like tiny ones. Right, yeah, so, yeah. And there's so- like a, there's, Met cereal and stuff, so I'll be. I'll, <laughs> that's my quarantine project. <laughs> right, so, we because I said I've got a McGuire one from back in the the ninety eight. So I got that one too. It's a bigger box. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a huge yeah. box. Because my brother was like, <laughs> "I've got this McGuire Wheaties box. Do you want it?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, "Really? It's huge." It was like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll frame it, put it back up here somewhere, or something like that." But yeah, I like your idea. I might just have to steal that one. Yeah, feel so free, man. It's super easy. So, gents, help me out here, right? I, 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 we don't have wheaties, uh, so I never knew what they were growing up. What are they? Are they kind of just like shredded wheat, or what? What kind of what kind of cereal is that? It's equivalent to shreddies. Shreddies, right? Okay, yeah. So, kind of like the the lattice kind of thing. Oh no, actually no. Oh gosh, I haven't had wheat like cornflakes. I guess that's the, the closest thing to wheaties, but with wheat instead of corn. Oh, so like yeah, they're not very basically. tasty. <laughs> no, they're terrible. <laughs> That's such a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I, I ate a ton of Wheaties, but it was because of like, they would have Maguire or Cal Ripken in the boxes there. Yeah. And it was just like, I think I put a bunch of sugar and raisins on there to kind of make it taste better. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> it's like Raisin Bran, but without the raisins. <laughs> That's the only way you can do it. <laughs> This is like when we were trying to explain the Iron Brew to the guy a couple of days ago. And we were just, you were just like, he's kind of like cream soda, but not really. It's orange, but it doesn't taste like orange. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> have, have you heard of Iron Brew by chance? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so it's like the Scottish National Soft Drink, and it's orange in color. And you either drink it like room temperature or super cold. Everyone has their own preference there. And it's like one of those things where you're like, it's the only thing that outsells Coke in the country. So, oh, but wow, really? It's, uh, yeah, we, it, the rumor is it's made of like steel girders. It's in the recipe. It's one of those things where like three people know the recipe and you can't be on a plane at the same time because some, if someone dies, you can't make it again. <laughs> There's a lot of money on the line. 
Uh, so it was really funny because we were interviewing Mark Donaldson from ESPN, who does uh, caps off over here for us. That he does the, the MLB uh, stuff over for here, and he's Scottish. And we were asking him what he missed from Scotland, and he's and so we have a sugar tax in Scotland, and so they not, had to reduce the sugar in our iron brew. Where is back where he was in Bristol for ESPN, he can get the full fat iron brew. So he has people asking him to send iron brew over back to Scotland. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I got to try it. I'm sure you just go to the nearest Scottish bar. I'm sure somebody will have it behind the counter. It's one of these institutions you have to get. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely keep my eye out for that. All right. So let's move into the artwork here. So, Describe how you came to the concept of the, you know, I'm going to, I'm won't go into the, but we'll start with the Mets games and, that, and how that came around, how you started just drawing at the games. Yeah. So I've, the first game that I drew was in 2014 and it would, the Mets were getting slaughtered and I had my sketchbook with me and I was just trying to get better at drawing, you know, just uh, faster and just drawing from life, I think is such a great practice if you want it for, for artwork and such. So I pulled out my sketchbook and I was hooked from there. So every game that I've been to after, I just started drawing the games. And then in 2017, I'm a big, I'm a big collector. So I think the idea of like going to the games and having this like keepsake mm -hmm. and each drawing I think is cool. Like in my eyes, I think it's kind of cool, but it's really cool to have all of them like as a big study. So in 2017, I had made the pledge to myself to go to all the games. I only made it to 75. Only then, 75. <laughs> yes, I missed a couple. I think like I had my wedding was that year and then like a couple other friends. So, you know, there, there were reasons. But then uh, this past 2019, I went to every game, every Mets home game, and I drew every game from different vantage points. So it was a pretty cool it was a pretty cool season for a Mets fan. It was Pete Alonso, you know, hitting the home runs and um, yeah, lots of stuff. So I was able to capture that and yeah, it's just fun. It's a really cool drawing exercise and it's a really cool way to interact with people in the stadium too. So we have like drawing clubs, people come and they'll draw with me and we'll share what we got. It's a lot of fun. Well, so you actually like to go, okay, I'm going to be in section 213 and I'm drawing the game from there and just say, come down and say hi and draw, or do you guys organize beforehand and just get tickets in the section then, or explain Well, that mostly again. what I'll do, yeah, I'll just put on Instagram. I'll be like, I'll be in section such and such at this time. And then people will come by, just say hello. They'll bring their own sketchbook, crayons, what have you, and, and kind of draw along. So it's a really cool way to, to meet people. Like I love to meet other artists and, and people interested in drawing. I think that's the best part about drawing, in my opinion, is like the community aspect of it, like like we're doing right now. So mm -hmm. in order to come to the baseball game and have people sit around and draw with you, it's the best. So where do you get your tickets? You go to StubHub and kind of go, I'm gonna sit here, because you mentioned the 20 game package and you're kind of stuck in the same section then? Yeah, that's a really cool question. You know, like in 2019 i don't know if all the teams did it but the mets did it and the yankees did it too it was for the mets it was 40 dollars a month and you got standing room access to every game oh, wow. so yeah so basically i had my 20 games i get with my dad and then we would like have our guaranteed seat 
And then the $40, you would just walk in. And I mean, truth be told, you can pretty much sit anywhere you want that isn't on the field level at City Field. Nobody ever really gives you any trouble. So I would just kind of walk in and kind of bounce around. You knew places that you were cool with. And then a lot of the games I really enjoyed, like standing on field level, because in the back they have like those railings. And I would just kind of stand there and just draw. I had this like vest where I'd put like, you know, my beer here and then my pen here, a little sausage sandwich in my pocket and stuff like that. So it, it, it was cool. So that was really neat about that. That's really cool. That, that's that's fun. Do you have a favorite park in the a part, favorite part in the park to go and draw from? Or do you just kind of enjoy the fact you can just go walk around anywhere? Yeah, I mean, it is cool that you can kind of walk around everywhere. My favorite part of City Field to draw, I forget the exact section, but it is down the third baseline, right, right in the back. It's basically there's the uh, right by the foul pole. There is the cameraman is right there. And the reason I like it is it's kind of like it teeters off into like a, you know, like a triangle down there. Right. So it's almost like it's its own special little section. Because like there, it's not a numbered section. It's like row A, B, that sort of thing. And I feel like those 15 seats, you kind of get this like cool camaraderie with everybody and you're all talking. But anyway, I, that's my favorite spot. That's cool. Um, so you, you have a couple art, or a couple clients I noticed. Uh, the seven line, explain what that is because you know, some of the people that are watching aren't Mets fans. I, I know a little bit about it, but uh, you obviously have done some work with them. Oh yeah, the seven line, man, they're great. So the seven line is a, uh, the best way I can describe it, it's a Mets specific like clothing line. Mm -hmm. So they make Mets shirts and, and, and accessories and stuff. And they have a big community they call the seven line army. And it's just, it's, it's like the bleacher creatures in a way, you know, it's like, the, but what they'll do is they travel around with the team. So at City Field, right, right, right in the outfield, right dead center, they'll sit there like three or four hundred people, and then they they do like maybe ten or so games uh, traveling. They'll go right. with them, so it's pretty awesome. And they all wear the same outfits, like all orange or all blue, and they have chants and stuff. It's it, it goes back to that community aspect I was talking about before. So you kind of get this like like a little, little baseball family that you can kind of hang out with but those guys are awesome at the seven line i've done one t-shirt with them a mr met uh like a pixelated mr met right and, okay. yeah and then during the quarantine <coughs> here here in new york when everything was shut down we did a art class with herm it was called and we did about i think 30 classes where i where i would, would teach kids how to draw baseball specific things so we drew mr met i love mr met so we drew mr met driving a bullpen car driving the train eating the sandwich you know all of those different kind of things and you can see those on youtube if you ever get bored yeah i was gonna ask you about that because i didn't see that you had the, the class with them well they were pretty well attended did you get a lot of people interested in that yeah, you know, I mean, at the beginning, it was more people that it kind of to teeter off once like things started to open up, which is fine story of my life. But yeah, it's, so it's it's there forever on the internet if you ever wanted to view them. I, I think they were a lot of fun. We had it was cool to see people posting like their drawings for for all of us to share. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. So what we'll do is after the show, we'll, we'll have John post a couple of your YouTube videos and uh, people can see it there. So that way they don't have to actually search it out. We'll just go, okay, look, you can see that there. So, but it, it sounds like it was a lot of fun. So is that uh, something you had planned to do? Because I, I know you're an illustrator, but uh, obviously there's other stuff that goes with it. Do you uh, work with kids very often then? No, not really. You know, I have nieces and nephews and stuff, but I think that my, 
my artwork or my drawings are, are, are pretty loose and I try to have fun with all of it. And then this art class in particular, I have drawn since 2008, I had this like really boring job and I would draw Mr. Met again as just like practice. And I have like over a thousand of them just doing different odds and ends and stuff. So that's kind of where it fell in was Mr. Met giving hugs and high fives and yeah, yeah that's, that's where I kind of popped into that. I think we've all had those boring jobs. Is, is that why you decided to go out on your own and then do your own stuff? Oh, man, it was so funny. So, you know, I studied illustration in college. And then my first like art job, I sat at a desk and I was a graphic designer for like a, like a clothing store, but it was like not secondhand clothing, but like a little cheaper kind of like that throwaway clothing. Right, okay. And I was making signs that were like socks, $1, underwear, two for three. <laughs> and I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> so, and I could finish my work in like 20 minutes. And then there was still, you know, seven hours left. So I had to like have fun as best as I could. Is there, any, is there any scope to be creative with a job like that? Or is it just uh, what you would imagine? Just like kind of like, a background with the lettering. What the the sock drawer? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was pretty terrible. The job, like I think I got it on Craigslist, and it was like the perfect <laughs> the perfect American um, like office cubicles. Like you would sit there, everything was like that beige. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think we've all been there. I think that first job out of college, you're like, you're just gonna take anything and just go, oh man, this is this is soul destroying. This is not what I want to do. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, the best part about it is there was a Chipotle across the street, so I could get like burritos at any time. <laughs> well, I, I think we have one Chipotle, and I think it's in London. And I, I remember like there was a big post because I'm on an expat American group, and they there's always one of those things where people are like. There's a Taco Bell open now. We gotta get Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> and then you go and you're sober and you're like, this is really bad. This is this is not what I remember it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a choice for like 10 p.m. down. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you can't I, get it any earlier. I, there's one in Glasgow where John's at, and uh, we went over for a baseball game, and a couple guys are like, let's go to Taco Bell. I've heard so much about it. It's actually a sit-down restaurant, and they serve you beer if you want beer. <laughs> I was like, at the Taco Bell? Yeah, you get beer at Taco Bell, yep. and I was just wow. like, they, they tried to sell, sell it as like it's this fast food sit-down restaurant, and I was like, no, Taco Bell is like three o'clock in the morning in a car, <laughs> and you slur it out your order, and next thing you know, you have ten soft tacos and maybe a gordito, and. <laughs> I, I will say that I think the greatest collaboration of all time is Doritos and Taco Bell. The idea of having that Dorito shell, yeah, genius. I, I don't know why it took so long to come up with it. Wow. I, I've not had one yet. I haven't been back in, it's been about five years. And like when I go home, all I want is junk food because it's all the yeah. stuff I can't get. And I, everyone <laughs> wants to go to like these nice restaurants now because we're a little bit older. We can afford nicer food. And I'm just like, no, man, I just want to go to like Taco Bell and Jack in the Box and just, just get me absolutely just sick from the fast food. But uh, oh, Tim Hortons out my way is pretty good. What is what was it? I'm sorry. The Tim Hortons that we have out my way is pretty good. Yeah, but that's Canadian. It's North American. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, no, guys are, you guys are all the same, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, I think there's like a Tim Hortons in like Buffalo. And that's only because it's right next to the border. So it's. So did you, do you guys not actually have Tim Hortons in the States then? No. No, no, there was a there was a Tim Hortons at that same job. Really? I was just telling you about. There was <laughs> like 
Harold Square, there was one. It was like a Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> Tim Hortons mix. Right, okay. I thought the Tim Hortons, although I know it's Canadian, obviously it's named after Tim Horton, imagine that. But <laughs> I thought that it was kind of all across North America, like, you know, like, like Dunkin' Donuts and all the rest of it. I guess that would be your American equivalent then. I guess so. I've seen one, I've seen one or two, but right. it, it's kind of rare. I didn't know yeah, that. No, kind of Never mind. <laughs> Forget what I said. <laughs> Canadian equivalent of Starbucks. That's, that's kind of the best way of saying it. Starbucks, you know? yeah. Uh, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you come down for a Yankee game, I'll take you to all the, the Tim Horton hotspots in New York. <laughs> that's a guarantee. <laughs> uh, how is City Field? I mean, we I've never been to, I went to New York for like, 10 hours and so i basically went to like Times square and ran around there and and, and saw yankee steam as we were driving back up to western massachusetts um but how is city field anyways like it looks cool and in the, in the, all the videos we're gonna watch and all, all the games yeah i mean city field's cool i i mean if, if i was to compare it to yankee stadium because those are like the, the new york institutions there's the yankee stadium has a lot of history behind it you know world series wins great players things like that so it's like a monument while uh, the Mets City Field, it's it's very like family friendly. So it's like it's kind of like I don't know. It, it's kind of silly. There's like you know beach balls bouncing around. It's sponsored by Marshalls, you know, like this like okay. clothing store. And there's a lot of like uh, family friendly things. And one of the cool things about City Field is you can walk around it, you know. So it's like the the on the field level, there's lots of food, different vendors and such, and you can just walk around. And then there's like little attractions like that in 2019 they had like a like a pull-up contest right okay. <laughs> things like that so it's very family friendly because yeah, we were well, talking to maz adams um and he was saying as a yankee fan it was like 50 bucks for him to find parking to go to a game oh. it was just like he's like yeah we don't go to very many because like the wallet just can't handle it yeah you know it's it's crazy because you go to city field and there's nothing there there's City Field, and I'm, I'm sorry to anyone in Flushing, this is not a, not a dig, but it's like there's City Field and then there's a couple of mechanic shops. There's, you know, Arthur Ashe Stadium in the park, which is cool. But you go to Yankee Stadium and it's in the middle of a neighborhood, you know, so you can like stop by and get a beer or a sandwich and there's things to do before and after the game. So that's one of the things that I really wish that City Field had. I've heard rumors that that's supposed to come, but I mean, I'll see it when I believe, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, there's nothing there. You go to the game and then you leave. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, Mark Donaldson, who we had on Ball Caps and Bagpipes this past week, uh, by the way, the, that episode is out now, uh, wherever you grab your favorite podcast. Um, he prefers City Field to the new Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard that from a couple of, of people. You know, it's just, it's the the Mets aren't as uh, I don't they're not as good as the team as the Yankees obviously and so they're like the tickets are a little bit cheaper there's not you know everybody knows the Yankees all over the world so the tickets are much more expensive and stuff so City Field's a little cheaper overall uh, and that's one of the things and then I think another cool thing with City Field I keep talking about the food the food there is awesome there's a lot of local vendors in there they have what's called like the world fair market so there's like sushi and you know italian sandwiches and and this and that so you can get a little bit of everything so if, if you were a picky eater you'll find something as for the games themselves i've actually heard that the view is far better at city field than the yankee stadium's kind of been built not with the watching the game 
primarily in mind uh, to uh, an extent. Uh, there's a lot of kind of restricted view seats and stuff like that, which for a ballpark of that size and that course is kind of unacceptable. But like, uh, is it right that would, would you agree that it's like that City Field is a more pleasant viewing experience in terms of the actual game itself? Um, I don't know. I think if City Field feels a bit, a little bit more spread out. You know, you're, it's a little bit more comfortable when you're sitting down as compared to Yankee Stadium. But mm-hmm. City Field has many obstructed views. Like if you're in, if you're in the the Pepsi porch in the back, there's sometimes you're like, what the hell's going on? You know, like because you can't <laughs> see like underneath. And then there's another thing they did where they have the stairs and then they put the railing up. So if you're in the upper deck, there's parts of the field that are, are difficult to see at times. So they tried to fix it with like these like glass barriers, but you know, people are taking selfies there and stuff. So I guess, you know, grass is always greener, but there are certainly, I would say it's about the same in terms of Yankee Stadium and City Field in terms of the viewing. So have you got yourself a ball yet? You got a foul ball? I've never gotten a foul ball, <laughs> you know? I, I'm 37 years old. I've been going to games as long as I can remember. The closest I came was at the old vet stadium in Philadelphia. And I like, I must've been like 12 years old and I pushed myself to the front and I went to catch it and it hit me in the neck and I dropped it on the field. <laughs> and <laughs> that, I told you I wasn't athletic. So yeah, I never got the ball. <laughs> You should have really played. You should really played that neck injury off, and maybe they would have thrown you. Uh, (laughs) Oh God, my neck! Oh shit! It was Philadelphia. (laughs) They would have like tossed me on the field or something, you know? Like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, well, that's a good point. So yeah, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to ask you about it. Um, I said also, yeah, you mentioned Arthur Ashe Stadium. I saw in your Instagram feed that you had a picture of of there. So do you tend to walk around New York and capture various images while you're there? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about living in a city. Uh, There's a a million things to do. I'm sure in your neighborhood too, you can just kind of walk around and there's fun no matter what you look at. Like if you were in my, my small hometown or in farmland and such, but back to what you were saying, like I, I, I just love to draw and the best way to 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 hone your craft or it's like exercise. The more you exercise, the stronger you'll get. So I, I really love to draw uh, sports, live events, mm-hmm. things like that. So, uh, you know, with this year, with 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 no fans in attendance, I try to like get creative. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go outside of a baseball. Like, I went to Fenway Park, and you can go to the Bleacher Bar, and you can kind of see in mm-hmm. a little bit. So, I'll try to draw that. I go to the beach a lot now because that's like one of the safe things we can do. And I'll draw the surfers really quick and such. So, yeah, I mean, j- just in order to keep my my skill up, I try to draw as often as I can. <coughs> So um, I want to touch on um, the baseball as an art exhibition. I know we talked about it before we started there. And how did you get involved? And did you actually show up to the exhibition and uh, and talk about with the other artists and, and show off your work? No, I, I would love to go in, in person, but I had seen it on Instagram. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And like so many artists whose work I'd really admire have been involved in it. So I, last year or 2018 or 19, whatever, I had reached out. and I was like, hey, here's my stuff. Can I, can I, can I play, basically? Yeah. Uh, they, and they were super awesome there and super nice. And I, I had a couple of paintings in there and popped them in. So, and that's how I got to know a couple of the people through that circle. So thank you. Thanks for having me, everybody. That was, that's really cool. But if you haven't checked out that exhibition, anybody, it's awesome. Like some of the greatest artists, it's really, really cool. 
yeah, I, I, I was asking because I was curious if you met Dick Perez because this is why I really want to actually, you know, and talk about. No, I mean, I know, I know Dick Perez from from those Donruss cards back in the day. Th those were like so cool. I was like, I gotta oh, have these. I, I pulled one last night, or no, today. And I got the Barry Bonds Dick Perez one. That's awesome. You know, there's um, I just read this really great interview with him. There's this uh, like a CBD like bomb that they have for muscles. It's kind of yeah. like icy hot. It's called yeah. Weed Sport, <laughs> and they have a blog and they interviewed Dick Perez and they asked him about all the stuff. Like he had said he played tennis with Tom C with I get Nancy Seaver, if that's her name, Tom Seaver's wife. Yeah, yeah. Things like this. You check it out. It's pretty cool if you like Dick Perez. Yeah, it's, it's cool because I mean, I look at him as kind of that pioneer when it started and then you had Vernon Wells with Upper Deck and you just kind of it, it snowballed for there. So um, uh, I got turned on to, I think the exhibition the year before was Baseball Card is Art by Beauty of the Game, Jimmy Parker. Oh, and, okay, okay. And so that's why I started you know, learning about these kind of like more and more things. And it, probably at the same time, I just finished working at Edinburgh College of Art and I looked at my cards and went, yeah, actually, there was a lot of design work that went behind this and, and uh, I really just kind of started looking at things from from that perspective and it really kind of opened my mind instead of going I'm looking for those Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco rookie cards you know well yeah that night the night growing up in the 90s that speculator boom was such a big thing you know back to the Wheaties boxes my, I was like mom I gotta hold on to it and not eat the cereal because it's gonna be worth a hundred thousand dollars and she's like <laughs> open it and eat it you know and now now it's hanging on my wall ripped apart so <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's... We've heard from so many people who collected cards or uh, other memorabilia thinking, you know, I'm going to retire on this someday and it just, it just hasn't, hasn't worn out, but yeah. Oh yeah, because like they, they banked on that, you know, they're like, oh, this Ken Griffey Jr. card is going to be worth a ton of money and then let's make a billion of them. And then everybody holds on to them and then there's a billion of them. Of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's been crazy. Uh, so let's talk about the fundraiser a little bit. Uh, what are you doing in particular for the fundraiser? Ah, glad you asked me. So uh, like I, I, I love coloring and coloring books and stuff. So I am doing and making an activity color slash coloring book awesome. that uh, that'll kind of fit in with the theme of everything. It's going to be a digital download. I'm still working out how much I'm going to charge for it. It won't be a whole lot. Uh, maybe between five and ten dollars, and it'll probably be it'll be done on Thursday or Friday. It's going to be between fifteen to twenty pages, and you'll be able to. It'll be a PDF that'll be sent right to your inbox after you pay, and you'll be able to print that out or color it on your iPad or color it from your home printer. And one hundred percent of the uh, proceeds are going to go to the museum. Dude, that's awesome. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that there. Is, it'll be fun. Hint, hint was on there. I'm assuming it's mostly. Uh, Negro leaguers, but is there, are there any Mets going to make any appearances? I mean, Willie Mays. Yeah, okay, definitely that's, that's yeah so he'll be there. Don't worry about that. But it, it's fun. They'll be like, you know, connect the dots and 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 car. Like, I love ticket stubs, so I'll have some of those you can color and stuff. It'll it'll be a good time. Awesome! I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely gonna buy that one and give it to my daughter and then get her uh, inspired on that in there. Cause yeah, I don't think there's any actually baseball coloring books there, and she'll be up for it. So excellent. Cool. John, do you want to ask your question and then we'll uh, open some cards here? Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, before I do, uh, once again, we have uh, a few people watching the stream who've uh, left some comments. Uh, so if you uh, just bear with me here. Um, Stephen Loudon, who's uh, joined us for pretty much every night of this uh, project so far, he said, uh, hi guys, uh, good evening. Uh, he, was, he was watching the A's and White Sox uh, and was asking, is Jason a mariner? 
Uh, yes, he is. Uh, much to his own chagrin, more than anyone else's, I think. Uh, Jumbotron Art, that would be Peter Chen, who we just spoke to moments ago, says, uh, Herm, one year in Little League, but a lifetime in the arts. Same here. And then he wants a, a fist bump. So uh, if you would, Herm, a fist bump for Mr. Chen, please. Oh, man. I, I Oh, yeah. Dude, I love his artwork. <laughs> it's so awesome. That's a really great... His Instagram is amazing, man. I love checking it out. Graham Nelson. Uh, he came on. He says he normally doesn't give that many interviews. So uh, we coaxed him on, and I I was thrilled. Like I've been following him for like two years, and it's so cool to have him on. It's so difficult yeah, to believe, because really he fun. was a natural. The guy was a natural. Um, uh, Graham Nelson, a friend of ball caps and bagpipes, he says, I'm pretty sure... That Scotland is still the only country in the developed world where Coke is not the number one selling soft drink, and it's thanks to Iron Brew. Um, he's also Graham has also uh, sourced one of the uh, the first episode of Draw with Him. Uh, so if uh, anyone's watching uh, either live or after the fact, uh, check out his link in the comments. Uh, he's uh, done my job for me, so thank you for that, Graham. Um, hey. Shout out, shout out, cards says uh, there's a few Timmies on Manhattan. Uh, Stephen says, uh, well, I never. He doesn't mention it much. <laughs> Coming back never happened. White Sox pitcher was ace. Uh, and then shout out cards again. I'm all over that. What a great idea. Can't wait to get the kids involved in the activities. So uh, I think he's going to be enjoying that video uh, later awesome. this evening. Um, so we like to finish up by asking uh, the same question of all our guests, Perm, and that is, uh, as an American as an artist and as a baseball fan, uh, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you? And uh, if you could just explain to us uh, how it is that you came to, to become involved with the fundraiser. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's cool about the league is it, you know, America, especially now, you know, America is in, in this weird point and it has been for many, many years. And I think it's it's really important to see all the the terrible things that have gone through in our society so we can remember to go forward to not do those certain things again you know and it's especially like because of you know people's ignorance or you know just not their unwillingness to learn about different people and cultures they you've missed out on told me these amazing things like certain players that were never able to play in the major leagues or get like their their, their due day in the sun because of you know just silliness overall in terms of racism and that sort of thing so I think it's really important again to highlight these players and again just so these mistakes will never be made again so everyone can be inclusive but and and how I got involved in this it was my friend uh, David David Holden from on I met him on Instagram from the baseball is art uh, show and he was awesome and he just kind of reached out to me and was like hey Herm I think there's this thing going on that you might like and yeah and then I reached out to Tad and and here we are. Brilliant man uh, thank you so much um uh, before I close up there I think Jason you were going to say something? I would say you have to give David a nudge he's not booked himself in for, uh, for an interview <laughs> yet so <laughs> nudge nudge we're going to come after you. <laughs> oh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up on the side hopefully he can pop on too. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining us uh, here. It's been an absolute blast talking to you, man. Uh, would you like to, before we open some cards, plug your social media channels? Oh, sure. Uh, if, if you want to see my artwork and more than baseball drawings, which most of them are, you can go on my website. It's hermsterms.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Herm Herman, where I'm drawing 
pretty much everything. I'm about to post a picture of my mom. It's her birthday. I drew her sitting on a chair. And Happy birthday to you. Yeah. I'll tell her you said hi. Uh, and then uh, to, for the art classes, you can, follow, you can check those out at artclasswithherm.com. And you can view and, and say, uh, check all those out. And if you watch them, uh, show me your drawings. I'd love to see them. They're pretty cool. Brilliant, man. Uh, Jason, let's open some baseball cards. Yeah, we'll, we'll post all these on Facebook later so everyone can find it and make, make it nice and easy for them and, and all that. So, um, cool. So, I, I'm a junk era guy. So, I, I got that there. So, I've got seven packs of cards. You can pick whatever one you want to open and we'll open them up. And there's uh, any of the players you want to mention anything about? Great. If not, no big deal. Um, so, we got 89 Donners. Yeah. 1990 score. Oh man, there were a lot of different cards. I oh, forgot about score. 91 studio. 91 stadium club. 92 Donners. This has got the Cal Ripken autograph in it. If we were chasing that one to go with the Wheaties box. 93 <laughs> studio. And there is modern baseball with big league baseball. If you want to talk about any of the modern players there. So, you know, what? can, can we open, what was it? The 89 Donruss one? Yeah, I just really can. love the colors. Yeah. Exactly. Try to chase that Ken Giffey Jr. rookie. Heck yeah. So, you know, it's uh, funny. I've been another quarantine project of mine is I got a box of 89 tops cards, like a right, wax yeah. box. And I've been opening up every pack and, and drawing all the baseball cards quickly doing like a documentation of all of it. Oh, it's, wow. it's so fun. And like drawing the, the disgusting gum. <laughs> it's like <laughs> green at this point. Oh, man. I, I, so, so shout out sports cards. I, I helped them kind of launch their stuff. I know the junk, junk wear era guy. And we opened up a pack from like 1981 and then just kind of did every year. And uh, yeah, I tried the gum from 1981. It was a, uh, it was not good. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's a video of it somewhere. It's on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was not pleasant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So last, so with Peter, he pulled out a Mark McGuire and a Will Clark rookie card on that there. So we got to pull a Griffey to see if we're going to beat him or not. But uh, oh, that'd be awesome. It, it's a pretty slow start with Eric Hetzel for the Red Sox. God, I haven't seen these cards in forever. That border. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I really remember that now. I, they're, I, they're one of my favorites. You're right. The color is just so bright. They really kind of pop there. Wayne Tollerson for the Yankees. Mm. Yep. Hell the All right. Oh yeah. This guy was huge. Ricky Jordan. He was gonna he was worth a lot of money back in 1989. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, I said he hit. 11 home runs in 70 games. And then that was a, I had, I got my old baseball cards there. I had a good like 12 or 15 of those guys. All right. There you go. There's a Met. Jack Savage. There you go. You know, I actually don't know Jack Savage. Maybe he's <laughs> uh, hanging out with Wolf Blitzer with that awesome name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, to be fair, that was only his second year there. So he didn't look like he stuck around very long. <laughs> you right. mean you mean you mean any professional wrestler it looks like with that name? That's actually an awesome point off the top row. <laughs> Jack go. Savage. Uh Bob Malicki for the Orioles. We're, we're off to a pretty rubbish start here. Yeah, I haven't really been that familiar. All right. <laughs> Barry Jones, he's got a nice mustache. That's awesome. <laughs> That's about what it. is that hat? 
that so, he's yeah, wearing. So the White Sox wore that hat for three years. So from, uh, I think it was 89 through 91, it was the only time they wore that hat. And then they moved oh. on to what they have now. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So I, I'm, I'm a bit of a hat collector. I got 100 different hats. So I, No uh, way. So, yeah, it's uh, baseball cards, baseball hats, <laughs> and then jerseys. So I got it all covered. <laughs> so, That's so, awesome. But I only I didn't realize that until I started looking at the hats. And because I was buying all the modern hats, I was like, no, 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 I, I got to get all the old school hats. And, and if that's there, and I realized that they went from that, that cool Sox hat they had in the 80s to that the C one, but it was only around for three years. I think they tied it in when they got the new stadium, uh, something like that. So ah, oh, see, here we go. We, we've got a Dick Perez card. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Hendu, Dave Henderson. God, that's so awesome. Look yeah. at that background. It's so sick. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm really glad we actually pulled one of these cards. So <laughs> I, I do like the Diamond Kings. Is Dave Henderson anything? Is he a relative of Ricky or not? No, 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 no. He's just, uh, they haven't had the same name. They actually shared the outfield together. Yeah, I was thinking that because that would have been around about the time that, that Ricky would have been an athletic. Because I remember when I was, when I first became a baseball fan, Ivan and uh, Alex Rodriguez both played on the Rangers. Um, and I just always thought they must be brothers, like you know, because sometimes you'll get like Gary and Phil Neville from Manchester United, you know, like in football, like you know, guys who are just brothers that played together. Um, obviously, they're not brothers, and definitely neither are Dave and Ricky Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> so that whole that whole rant was pointless. Cool. We got Lloyd McClendon for the Reds. So he was a Mar Mariners manager for a while. I think that's where I've heard of Lloyd McClendon from. I remember him being a former Pittsburgh, manager. Now. I can't remember. All right, let's see who we got. Rick Leach for the Blue Jays. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Harper for the Twins. Another good mustache. Yeah. Matches those eyebrows. <laughs> wow, well, this is a pretty strong <laughs> eyebrow game there. Yeah, he's doing good. <laughs> All right, I remember this guy very well. Mike Schooler from the Mariners, but that's because I'm uh -huh. a Mariner fan. He blew a lot of games for us. <laughs> oh, uh oh, you're not gonna believe it. Ken Griffey Jr. No we pulled one. No way. way. Oh Jr. my god, take that. No Peter. way. <laughs> Can't believe it. Amazing. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'll put that in the mail for you. You can have your Ken Griffey Jr. card there. Oh man, look at this. This is great. That's yeah, awesome. So that's a nice one there. All right, that, that's that's pretty sweet. So we we beat Peter Chen, and he's actually he, he texted me where we were chatting there, and he said I've I've had the best wax pack opening so far, and I'd be like, nope, nope, sorry, you lost. We pulled the Griffies. Uh, that is uh, sorry, Peter man, I love you, dude, but can't beat Griffy. Although saying that, the best card we pulled so far, but it has no value, is a 1991 Studio, and I I, I pulled it with a. With Tad and uh, it's Steve Lake card. Oh my God! I've never seen that. Is that a parrot? Yeah, he's got a parrot <laughs> on there. So I I didn't collect this card <laughs> as a kid, but I mean, so it's actually like these studio shots. Like they went to the studio and did like the chin pose and all that. But I I, I saw a picture of the Steve Lake card. I'm like, I gotta get this. So I was telling him about it, him and Travis about it. And it was the last card we pulled. And <laughs> this is just amazing. Oh my is that, God! Is... That is so funny. Jason, is that the same set that had the, the Edgar Martinez where he just looked like he wanted to kill the photographer? 
Yes, that's the same one. <laughs> he was he just uh, looking at looking at the camera, just like, are you are we, are we going here? So yeah, so uh, we we've had a lot of fun opening these cards because uh, yeah, so someone said it was near the nineties. There's the photos there. Oh my god, I picture them them all jumping in the sand with their you know like kicking their feet up or something at the end. <laughs> it's it's pretty good, and their interests are really interesting because they're, they're clearly like early twenty males who are into hunting and watch, watching Cheers. <laughs> incredible it's, that came up over and over again so <laughs> all right we got Bryn smith of the expos let's see all right we got a cool name we got storm davis with the a's that is a cool name so his real name is george so i i go by storm as well <laughs> yeah right and the storm final card awesome. we got oral hersheiser of the dodgers oh good there you go well hey, not a, a bad picture. pack yeah, you, you've got the best car we've got so far. So uh, I'll uh, I'll get your address off mail. I'll send it to you if you want it. So hey, sure. You know what? I'll buy I'll buy a house. We can all live in it one day with that. Herb, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. It was awesome to chat and meet with you. Uh, just want to wish you best of luck in the fundraiser. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, of course, guys. Thank you so much for having me. What you're doing is amazing. I'm happy to be a part of it, and I can't wait to listen to everybody else talk. Thank you, Herb. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good one, Herb. Bye-bye.